Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, welcome aboard for another edition of the Eagle Hour, two-hour edition today. We're broadcasting from Columbia, Mississippi, at the headquarters of the Berrien County Development Partnership with our good friend Lori Rotz, who has us down here every year for Celebrate Christmas. And, uh, Lori, I always get in the Christmas spirit when I come here. This is a town filled with the Christmas spirit, and we're grateful that you've had us back this year. Well, we always love having you, Bob. Y'all are great guests, and we enjoy uh, you being here. You always bring Christmas spirit with you as well, so that's great. Well, good. I know things are a little different this year, so I wanted to start out this special show today by letting you tell our listening audience what is different, but there's still so many reasons to come here for Christmas. Absolutely. So this year we uh, an attraction that has been a great hit for the last several years is the ice skating rink, and we are not having the ice skating rink this year. Um, And there are a few other uh, Santa's Station was a a draw that was here that was will not be here but we will have lights on the buildings we will have music in the downtown area and the lights and the music uh coordinated in varying shows uh we will have our live nativity on friday and saturday nights which is uh, a very moving uh event and um, a great thing for people to enjoy and to uh, really get you in the Christmas spirit and remind you about the true meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And also we will have the Grinch train, which is a ride that the kids absolutely love. We have um, amusement rides this year. This is a different uh, an addition to what we usually have. We have a carousel and a barrel ride and some bungee jump jumpers and multiple uh, rides. We'll also have uh, food, the food trucks and mm-hmm. um a, things downtown that we have had in the past as well the different um everybody loves food at christmas time so we will Mm -hmm. have those things and the stores will be open on friday and saturday nights uh the lights will be on every night but our extending shop extended shopping hours will be on friday and saturday evenings all the other things you just mentioned are they going to be on the weekends only or will they be all night they will be on the weekends only the lights the lights and the music will be playing but friday and saturday nights will have the live nativity 
activity. We also have the Clydesdales horses coming one weekend, the 15th and the 16th. We'll have them here oh. giving rides among the lights in the downtown area. Oh, that's so, really cool. Yeah, we'll be adding other uh, events and activities. We have a new uh, website and Facebook page. It's visitcolumbiams.com, and we are on Facebook at Visit Columbia MS. That's where everybody can go to get the latest or any new additions to events. People can keep up with what's going on in those spots. Uh, you've got the mayor with you, Justin McKenzie, and you told us before he came in the building that the mayor, you see him up in bucket trucks, hanging lights, working on the courthouse roof, a hands-on mayor. Mayor, uh, we're, we're glad to have you on the show as well. Well, I'm glad to be here. And, you know, some of those rumors that you've heard may be true. Yeah. I, I may, you know, they brought me this incredible machine that will extend out 125 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to get up there and just, you know, I wave at everybody as they yeah. go by. 120 yeah, hey, feet in the 120 air. 120 feet in the air. You can wave at everybody. They can see you from yeah. every angle around downtown. I got you. But we have been busy hanging the lights and... Um, you know, the the team that's been helping me, we've had some volunteers from some local businesses here in town as well. But um, just some of the city staff, uh, our fire chief and some police officers and street crew. I've had all kinds of people downtown. And, uh, you know, I just tell them that I'm working on building their resume. They can be a Christmas <laughs> light specialist when this is all over with. And, uh, you know, we're working toward uh, doing everything we can to bring the christmas season in uh full-fledged right. now i think Lori referenced everybody likes food at christmas i'm a little concerned it's because kelly has eaten their entire box of uh cinnamon spice donuts there, here. Th- look there's four left bob um it doesn't matter there how were many 12 when it started well, right? that's irrelevant that's irrelevant there's still four we, there we'll pay for the we'll pay for all the food he eats when we get ready absolutely uh, mayor you're lucky to have this lady on a scale of one to ten she's about a 30 when it comes to putting these events together yeah definitely a 30 plus uh Lori and her team uh miss carolyn yes, uh, burton absolutely. and so many others we've got Rian crosby with main street columbia and and others who have worked so hard to make things happen and to help pull and and really we've had about four months uh that we've had to plan all of this so we've kind of brought it together really fast and uh the team's worked hard on on planning and scheduling and you know somebody's got to be responsible for each little thing that's happening and we're still trying to add you know we were talking in the merchants meeting last night about how we could still add to the uh show what they could do to bring something uh to their curbside you know mm-hmm. i wanted to encourage them a few things that we were asking about you know i mean it's the it's the holiday season let's have a good uh spirit a good attitude when everybody comes in we want to welcome people to our community we want them to feel welcome i want you to want to come back i want you to feel like you should spend money here because the people are just so doggone nice that i'm yeah. going to spend a dollar in their store and you know it's been great um we were talking about what they could do you know, as far as, you know, if you've got somebody, a friend with a, a funky car or something, you know, like an old rat rod or just something cool and nostalgic that you could bring to your curbside, there'd be a photo op. I, I, I have a Yugo station wagon. <laughs> hey, you should bring that station wagon, and we will put it in front of the donut shop that's close no, to no, where. No, don't park it in front of the donut shop. We will shop get those there. pumpkin no. spice cupcakes out there for him. A, a Yugo station wagon. It's called a Wego. A Wego? Uh, yeah. Oh. A, a Yugo. But, you know, so much has been made about, and rightfully so, the great things that are happening at Christmas in Columbia, but I coach youth travel baseball and i happen to know about the beautiful new complex baseball complex with turfed fields 
here in Colombia that have just opened up, and that has brought a lot of people here during the summertime, Mary, yes? It has. Uh, you know, that's one thing. We actually need to pull the data, uh, the cell phone triangular data for the sports complex for the year and get that total number because I think it would be kind of mind-blowing how many people it has brought into our community. But, yes, we opened uh, April the 1st and uh, done our local uh, recreation league. We've done a fall ball. We've done soccer on the outfield of those ball fields. And... Um, we had 400 and something involved in soccer. We had uh, over 300 involved in fall ball. And during the fall ball, they were taking time to focus more on uh, learning each dynamic of baseball, softball for the kids and really focusing on training. And then, of course, our recreation league. We always have a, a solid Dixie Youth uh, Recreation League. And this past year, between the two leagues that we combined to to bring in the Dean Griner Ball League and the Duckworth Park Ball League and combining them as one. We actually had a record number of students and, and kids enroll in that. We had over 800 kids in that local league here in Columbia well, and Marion County. So. Every time I went by the Sportsplex, the restaurateurs that are right around the corner, you couldn't get a parking space in yeah. there. I mean, yeah. no. it didn't matter what time of day you were coming either. So yeah, I know It's been very, very beneficial to the restaurants, and yeah. we've been able to see that through the tourism tax. You know, that's one thing. Uh, I definitely uh, support, and I, I, I'm not a tax fan. I'm not. I'm not a fanatic about taxes. I, I'm more. I find myself as a really conservative mayor and wishing and wanting to find ways to cut taxes. But the tourism tax is the best investment that you can possibly put into your community. I believe uh, because if you can bring folks from outside the community in and let them spend their money there and uh, let it benefit the kids and, and the community, the quality of life in your community, uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're trying to invest in our quality of life in this community, and that sports complex has done just that through the kids and the families that it's been able to bring together and the friendships that it creates among the parents. And, Lori, that's a big part of the Christmas celebration here is the improving the quality of life for, oh, for yeah. Colombians. But it also does it not bring revenue it, for these merchants it absolutely does. Yes, we can see a considerable increase in annual receipts for sales tax, which is a, a basic way to measure the mm -hmm. the uh, effect of something like that. And we can, we have seen measurable increases every year on our now, sales how tax. How many people every year come to this Celebrate Christmas? Was last year a record? Actually, 2021 was the record. Right after COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had more than 320,000 visits <laughs> in 2021 amazing. in a town of 6,500. Last, last year, we were around 280,000. Um, so, you know, we we aren't sure where, what number we'll reach this year, but even if... Even if we reach half the number that we had last year, that's a great win for our community because we are a small community and having people come and visit us and bring their funds in to spend with mm -hmm. our merchants makes a big difference. And I know there are some people that really support this. They support these broadcasts that you do to tell the state of Mississippi about celebrate Christmas here. Mention those people. Absolutely, if you will, we have elite partners. Um, they join with us at MCDP to make these things happen. That is Trustmark Bank, Citizens Bank, 
TMH Accounting, and St. Luke Home Health and Hospice. Great. All right, you're going to come back throughout the next two hours, right? I will, yeah. We love having you on the show. Mayor, thank you for coming. Hey, I'm glad to be here. And one last shout-out to the Wildcats. We're going to play for the state championship yep. against Louisville Wildcats this Saturday. All right, we'll Go be Columbia. right back, everybody. Eagle Hour on the road in Columbia. Stay with us. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Celebrate Christmas is underway here in the beautiful little town of Columbia, Mississippi. We're honored to be invited back down here as we are every year. It's kind of like the kickoff of Christmas for us when uh, we come down here to the MCAD, Marion County Development Partnership. And I'm really surprised, too, because I stole a bunch of silverware last year, and I don't think they're on, they're on well, to I me yet. Well, I think they're a little more upset about you eating everything that they had in their kitchen. I left you four there, Bob. Look at that, Luke. There were 12 of those donuts <laughs> when he got here. Wow. Well, Pumpkin what, spice cupcakes. You're what, not surprised, are you? What good are they for other than for eating? I think they were for the MCA P staff, actually, but whatever. It'd be rude to leave them there. Hey, you snooze, you lose. (laughs) Chris Smith is uh, with Citizens Bank, uh, one of the people that sponsor the Columbia Christmas, and we're happy to say a great Super Talk client. We really appreciate all that Citizens Bank does. He's also the play-by-play voice for Columbia High School, who is playing for a state championship. Uh, What night is that, Luke? Do you know? Saturday at noon. Saturday at noon, they take on Louisville. All right. Uh, big challenge we hear. No doubt. That's well. That's what we're hearing. You know, each each week, you know, you just you just kind of look at what's in front of you. Try not to look down the road if you can. And certainly that's what Coach Bilderback and his staff do. But yeah, every, everything you're hearing is they may be the top team in the state. Which I was telling Kelly before we went on the air. That's a tough draw in 4A. But uh, Wildcats. You know, just from my view, I've been doing this for about nine years now, and maybe the most complete team they've had. Mm-hmm. They've had some really good teams, some really talented players, but probably from top to bottom, uh, they're going to be a tough out. So, uh, you know, Louisville's certainly going to be a, a big test, but Wildcats can score a lot of different ways. They can, they don't mind putting it on the ground. I think Marion Fort Mary's got over 20 touchdowns this year, uh, almost 1,500 yards. Colin Haney's over 20 touchdowns throwing the ball. Uh, does a pretty good job taking care of the ball as well. So uh, Wildcats can hit you in a lot of different ways. Got some big-time playmakers at receiver as well. So And Isaac Kane, actually, I got to coach him in, in youth baseball. He was yeah. he was one of, my, one of my mojo players. Yeah, and one, you know, you, you may have seen it on Channel 7, you know, in the highlights. But uh, Najee uh, hurt his shoulder in practice before the past Christian game. Didn't get to play. He's a senior, and he's, he's not the biggest, not the fastest, but probably the biggest heart out there. But uh, – Najee didn't get his name called a lot Friday. He did play, but he's the guy that made the big catch to win the ball game. Four seconds left, 13-yard reception in the corner of the end zone to, to yeah. win that game. Now, now Luke's night. doing a game for us Thursday night, but this Columbia-Louisville, that's a big matchup. Yeah, th- I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you know this. They hadn't played since 1951 was the was the last time these two. And it was a heck of a game, too, buddy, 1951. I was there, and it was it, yeah. <laughs> Okay. It was something. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, yeah, um, Louisville all-time 3-1. and one. Columbia last one in 1947. 
I wasn't wasn't at that game. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I was doing something else that night. Uh, So what are you expecting? What do you expect out of the Wildcats? You know, I I think the key for, for... for Columbia is, you know, it's going to be in the trenches. I think if the offensive line can kind of contain the speed of that defensive front of, of Louisville, um, I feel like we can run the ball on most anybody. But I think, again, one thing we can do this year that hadn't maybe not so much in the past is we're not afraid to put the ball up and not and not afraid to put it up when, when it matters. Um, but they got to protect Haney because I, I, what I hear is they're really fast on that defensive front. Um Defensively, we're pretty solid as well. So I think it's just going to come down to who who can control the trenches, and then you know turnovers are always a huge part. Explain of Explain this to me, Luke or Kelly. Back during the days of leather helmets, when I got out of college, one of the first play-by-play jobs I ever had was doing Louisville High School, and they were really good back then. Did they call it Louisville back then? Because it's Louis- Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how does how does a community because Louisville's not a big community? How do they maintain greatness like that well, for thirty years? It's Columbia, really. You could yeah, say that. You yeah. could say that. So as what's well. the secret sauce, guys? I just think it's expectations, you know, and, and tradition. You don't want to be that team that laid the the egg, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, it, it's the tradition, the expectations, the the bar is higher, and you're expected to get there. Really, since two thousand ten, MC Miller won ninety six games, but. Coach Shorter, who's been there since 2019, he's only lost eight. 62 and eight you're talking about, since 2019. You're talking about Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Yeah, yeah. 62 but, and eight. 62 and eight. But going, going back to, to the game, though, what's interesting for me in this one is both of you, uh, Columbia and Louisville, have beat teams that are uh, above your pay grade. You, you guys beat Diablerville. You beat Petal. Uh, you beat Jefferson Davis County. Louisville has beat actually two teams that are playing for a state championship in West Point and, and Starkville. But I do feel like Columbia is getting overlooked in this one. I think everybody's kind of written, you know, written Coach Builderback and, and Columbia off. And at the same time, you know, one thing, you never write Chip Builderback off because, you know, what it, <laughs> as good as he's been, um, the, the records speak for themselves. But the other thing is, I think because of a lot of the, the media power, so to speak, is in the Jackson area, and most of those Jackson area schools are in the north, I think there's a media bias. Chris, don't you agree, Chris? I, I definitely agree. And, and I agree. You, you talked about expectations and, and community, but if you'd have been there Friday night, I mean, it was packed. You talked about, I heard you talking to Mayor McKenzie about the sportsplex, but the entire parking lot was full they had to use the pedestrian bridge over to the sportsplex and park over there it was so many people and and it's just those expectations and then the the youth program here as well the football program here they they do a lot to get these kids ready but but if you write coach builder back i promise you he's using all these things he's seeing on the media uh, to show his team that hey guys they they've already given the the title to Louisville. they've won 11 and trying to get their 12th i think and you guys they don't expect any even any kind of contest but i can promise you they are physical and they are fast and the wildcats are going to come out and and uh, they'll put up a fight yeah columbia is actually practicing in the day today for the simple reason because they're playing at noon and at right. hemingway just looking at what he's done this year this is the first undefeated team to this point that that chips had he's when when they won it in 21 they had lost earlier in the season 547 points through 14 games given up less than 199 in the playoffs 159 and only given up 50 points and four games. and most of them were in the last game yeah against right. poplarville yeah, and you you know you you watch these games and you get spoiled when you watch these teams week in and week out. And and Kelly, I know you followed JDC the same way. 
you, you win a game, you man, we didn't play our best, and you look, beat Pastor Christian 42-7. to And, you know, that's third round of the playoffs, and you're thinking, man, we just weren't as sharp as I felt like we should be. But, um, you know, just a lot of talent and, and, um, and just a lot of passion. Those guys are going to go out there. There's a lot of blue-collar guys out there. There's some big names. Um, A.J. Lewis, he's getting looked out by a lot of, lot of schools, Ole Miss being probably the biggest. Uh, Maureen Fortmary, the senior running back, he's got a lot of offers. We've got a, a junior lineman. Harrison Clough, and he's got offers all over. He's a big guy, and he's going to be impressive. Um, but you know, just those are those are some guys that they're you know they're just like last week. Last week it was all about Ty Keys, and rightfully so. What a talented young player he was. But Amarian Fortenberry had to be here in that, and Amarian has a huge night, two touchdowns, 140 yards rushing, I believe, and and uh, just. They're going to show up. And you had a, a, a youngster a couple of years ago now playing at Alabama, starting at Alabama. Yeah, and, you know, and that's what the Poplarville group said. They can't beat Poplarville without Jaheim, you know. But Jaheim Otis is certainly a big right. part of what we did, and, and you can't replace. Those aren't kids that come along often. Although, he's got a nephew that you'll probably start seeing next year. He's a ninth grader, eighth grader, be a ninth grader next year. And he looks a lot like Jaheim, not quite as heavy. But um, you'll see him coming along. But, um but you're right. I mean, you just you, you, you keep getting hearing these names and, and um, just would love to see some of them stay local. Kelly, you said that kid went to Alabama. Why didn't he go to a winning program? Well, you know, you, you go only where you're offered, Bob, you know. And, and look, if you ever saw Jaheim Otis, Jaheim Otis will go wherever he wants to go. Well, apparently he's playing for Alabama, so, yes, he's got to be pretty good. Yeah, he lost 75 pounds and then went to Alabama. And really? He, yeah. He was. He's, he's like at three twenty or three twenty five now. Yeah, and he probably was pushing. He was probably over four hundred his senior year. You know, it was COVID, so it was just yeah. a different time. And was he not also the kicker? He, he was, <laughs> and and made barstool sports. He made a highlight on barstool sports on a big hit he made. But don't forget, you know, you've got KJ Cloyd who's playing for the University of Miami, another big school. You know, you've got uh, Kentrell Bullock, uh, one of the running backs at South Al this year. So, just a lot of talent. Ooh, did you hear? Uh, did you hear what he said? South Al. He pronounced it right. Very much. <laughs> we and, get in and, trouble and, in the Sun Belt. And the greatest football player of all time. He's yeah. from Columbia, Mississippi. Walter yep. Payton. No yep. question Great. about that. No question about it. We sure appreciate you coming down. Thank you to Citizens Bank. Real quickly, Citizens Bank's involvement uh, in Columbia's Christmas celebration important to the bank? Oh, no doubt about it. We are we are located on Main Street. We're just right up the block up here from where we are now. And I've uh, been there since 1913. I've got eight locations in South Mississippi, but but roots are still here in Columbia. Didn't we do the show at Citizens a couple We've done We have done the Eagle Hour from Citizens Bank before yeah, in I Columbia. We and certainly have. Welcome you back anytime. We'd love right. to have you. Um, but yeah, we we uh, we're is happy. Is Letha still running everything? She is. She is. Letha is our vice president, and marketing officer. And I told her when this call came in, I said, I, "Lori called me about doing the radio show," and she said, "Are you going to handle it yourself?" I said, "I can." She said, "That'll be great because she's got a full load right now with Christmas and getting everything ready, and uh, she does a great job for us." But um, but yeah, we 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 love to participate and, and are glad to be asked and want to do whatever we can to to help. I know it'll be a little different this year with with Christmas; just won't be exactly the same. But I know the city and the mayor and Lori and their group are doing a lot to try to just to try to make it uh, a real enjoyable experience. And he wasn't even intimidated, Bob, by three of the greatest high school play-by-play people ever sitting at the table with him. We're not even intimidated. Who was? <laughs> was with you, me, and Luke yeah, sitting here. Don't listen to him, Chris. Chris Smith from uh, Citizens Bank. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. When we come back, Southern Miss basketball coach Nick Williams joins us. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back. Two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. We're at the Marion County Development Partnership Office in downtown Columbia. And I want to mention some other Columbia businesses here, too, that are doing Christmas advertising uh, on Super Talk and are, you know, are a big part of all the celebrations that take place here during the holiday season. Columbia Pawn and Rental, First Southern Bank, Michael's RV Center, Southern Jewelry, Town & Country Feed Store, Walt Massey Automotive Group, and Warren and Warren Asphalt. We appreciate the participation uh, that those businesses have had in our broadcasts and as well all that they do for the city of Columbia. All right, let's get back to Southern Miss Sports. Nick Williams is one of the coaches on the men's basketball team. They're coming off a really solid weekend performance up in uh, Wisconsin, I believe, uh, uh, Saturday. A coach game previous really struggled from the floor and the foul line, but that seemed to resolve itself Saturday. And uh, the guys shot the ball well from the floor, from the foul line. Uh, talk about that improvement. And then, of course, there's a big challenge awaiting you this weekend. Yeah, I think, um, you know, thank you guys again for having me today. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, but I think uh, for the most part, man, we just finally started to make some shots. I think, um, you know, just watching film of previous games, South Dakota State and you know, our two tournament games down there in Jacksonville, we were getting some of the same shots against uh, Milwaukee that we got in those games. You know, guys, you know, just stepped up and made them, you know, um, the other day. So, I mean, basketball is a make-or-miss game, man. So, you know, you can have the same shots again this Friday, and if you make them, you'll have a good chance to win. <laughs> I, w- I was just going to ask, Coach, is that going to be the epitaph of this team, is, is how, however well they shoot is going to be how well you guys do? I mean, to be honest, um, I mean, I think that's kind of the thing for every team, you know. Now, defensively, I think we've been we've been playing really, really well. Besides, you know, a couple minutes here or there, but um, I think if we if we're able to make shots consistently, I think we'll be very, very tough to beat for sure. Now, I know Coach Cardona talks about never more than sixty points that the right. opponent can't. It might might even be fifty, but I think it's sixty. Yes, sir. Um, so. So, so what uh, on the defensive side of the ball? If you're not shooting the ball well, what are some things that are keeping you up at night defensively that you guys have got to get better at? Um, I think defensive. Um, I think our, our rebound has has to get better, um, especially from the wing area. You know, I, I I stay up late at night because you know the, the wing guys, the guards are, you know, basically my responsibility. So when Ivory and Crowley and you know, uh, uh, Kobe Montgomery aren't rebounding, you know, that falls directly on me. So we have to um, most definitely guard the ball, keep guys in front, you know, point of attack defense, um, not dying on screen, stuff like that, knowing our assignment. And then at the end of the day, we got to go rebound the ball for sure. Well, Donovan Ivory had a career game, and I know he was fired up being back in his home state of Wisconsin. But what was it about about his effort on uh, in, over the weekend that allowed him to be so dynamic? Um, I think early on, you know, I, I think our game plan was very, very good. I think our preparations was was very good, you know, being locked in on the Sky Report. And um, for the most part, man, we just moved the ball. We got guys, you know, open shots in, in the areas that they need, you know, for them to be successful. And then, you know, Donald, you know, is very talented. And so, you know, he got going early. And um, it's a testament to, you know, coach, 
Coach Landon with the offensive game plan and also the guys realizing that, you know, Donovan had a high hand and we kept beating them. Visiting with Nick Williams, assistant coach for Southern Miss basketball. Coach, talk about you. You mentioned rebounding, and and one of the challenges for this team is you you lost a big um, to to a, a knee injury. Um, you you got Eze, and of course Victor's six eight, but you know there's less guys out there with height, and so you mentioned particularly rebounding off the wing. Some of those six 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 five guys have to step up. How do you approach you know when you're maybe a little shorter than what you were last year? Man, I, I, honestly, I think um, we got to, you know, it's got to be kind of like a, a gang mentality kind of deal. Everybody has to, you know, put their nose in there and, you know, fight for tough rebounds. And to be honest, you know, when we were, were recruiting this offseason, we felt like we had more size. We felt like we had more athleticism. And we still do, you know, because, you know, as great as Felipe Hase was, he wasn't, you know, the most athletic guy. And, you know, Drake Pinkney was, was you know, above-average athlete. But when you look at, you know, Tegra Eze's size, Tegra's got like a 7, 5, 7, 6 wingspan. And, um, Victor Waco, who's a, a monster athlete, as you can tell by, you know, the blocks and, you know, rebounds and stuff like that. And we feel like we got great athletes on the wing. So, now we challenge those guys. We, we, we work them hard every day in practice as far as rebounding and stuff like that. And early on in the first couple of games, you'll have – Game where you see Austin Crowley with seven, eight rebounds, Donovan the same way. And it's kind of tailed off here lately. Um, so we, we for sure put an emphasis on defensive rebounds. Yeah, you, uh, you you scored 90 against Milwaukee. It's just a weird time of year with finals. I remember as a football player just how practice changes up. And you, you get some momentum, but then you don't play for seven days. And then right. you don't play again for eight days. And so, you know, how do you how do you keep these guys focused on uh, your be- after your best performance of the year last Saturday, only playing two times really the next two weeks? Man, to be honest, I, I think this this time, you know, this week and next week, will help us a lot because, I mean, just being honest, I think this team is a, is, is a lot different from last year's team because last year's team, we had basically all of our guys in the summer. And this year, you know, Tegra was out with wrist surgery. Uh, we couldn't get Iwako, you know, we got him right when school started and, you know, uh, left was rehabbing. AC was in Vegas working out the whole summer. Um, so we had a number, uh, Curbelo wasn't here. Like, so we had so many guys that we, we didn't, we would normally have. Most teams would, you know, you're practicing in the summer and you're building chemistry and kind of know what you got in the summer going into the fall. Man, to be honest, we, we, we're just starting to figure out kind of what we got now, getting guys back healthy. You know, you have little knickknacks here, a roll ankle or knees. So we're basically now just trying to put it together. So, um, all we ask is people be patient because I mean we're gonna turn the corner. We feel like we gotta we feel like we have a really good team and um so it's just about building chemistry and just you know, just stacking days for sure. <clears throat> well you're already short in the guard court, all right, with uh, not knowing anything on Cobello at least at this point. Nefta is hurt, Alvarez what's the latest update, coach, on, on Alvarez? You, you you heard sometimes it would be a season ending injury and then there's talk that he might be back in time for Sunbelt play. What do we know? What's the latest? I think I think it's the same, just trying to take it day by day, see how his you know, his healing is going and you know, once that happens as far as rehab. So um I think it's still pretty much the same. Um and, you know, at this point we're just 
you know, trying to fight with the guys we have. And, you know, and if it happens, then so be it. But if not, we feel like we still have the guys, you know, in-house right now that we can, you know, you know, basically do it again. But still shooting for the Sun Belt opener? Um, I, I, I would think, I would think is, I mean, to be honest, as early as we possibly can. Um, because, I mean, everybody knows how dynamic he is and, you know, um, everybody's praying and hoping and wishing. So, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, that's kind of out of our hands and, you know, we, we just got to go with what we got, to be honest. All right, just a few seconds left, Coach. We're about to enter December. Is there any word from the NCAA on your other guard? I mean, at what point are they going to make a decision one way or another? Oh, man, I have no clue. Um, it's about as up in the air as anything I've ever seen. Like, you, you hear guys getting uh, denied overnight, but then you'll you know, see the next morning that you know they got, a, they got their waiver and they're cleared. So, who knows, man? But we're uh, we're we're like I said, same thing with that. We're hoping and we're praying, man, because he's very, very, very good. Yeah, these two kids could make a massive difference. Is that not an understatement? Oh, I mean, it's definitely not an understatement. I mean, they they flip our team to be honest. They flip our team for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Coach, we really appreciate your time. Best of luck to you guys against UAB. They're always tough, but um, I think our guys are up to the challenge, and uh, we look forward to the game this weekend. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right. Nick Williams, assistant basketball coach, uh, Southern Miss. Some some breaking news in the last hour. Coastal Carolina quarterback Grayson McCall has entered the transfer portal hmm. as a grad transfer. He's a three-time Sunbelt Player of the Year, 11,118 yards, 106 touchdowns. Did you hear what Matt Rule said today, by the way, from Nebraska? He said, now getting a good quarterback in the portal may cost you between a million and a million and a half dollars. Is that dollars. not insane? And Grayson McCall probably – is thinking along those lines. But again, you know, you think, okay, I got my degree, got my diploma, I'm going to go work for, for Acme Company, and I'm going to start at the bottom of the totem pole at mm-hmm. $65,000. Mm-hmm. If i got another year of eligibility left and somebody's yeah. going to pay me a million, why would I work for 65000 i got a 100-to-1 shot of making it in the NFL, but i got a guaranteed million dollars if I go play for the Kelly Good for him. Warriors. Good for him. And if you invest it well and you don't live too high off the hog, you could be set for life. Call Kelly Center about that invest. Get your phone number there, Center. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> for the, the, contact the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. <laughs> We're at the Marion County Development Partnership Office in downtown Columbia celebrating Christmas. Stay with us, everybody. Southern Miss to the top. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're broadcasting from Columbia, Mississippi today with our friends here at the Marion County Development Partnership. It's all part of the Celebrate Christmas huge event that they have in Columbia every year. And Lori uh, Watts uh, rejoins us. Lori, uh, 
Justin McKenzie, Chris Smith from Citizens Bank, Justin McKenzie, the mayor. There's so many people helping you all every year. This is truly a community effort. I think I told you when I first got here this afternoon, in a lot of ways it reminds me of of the community effort that takes place in Laurel to, to make everything Laurel can be downtown. I sense that same camaraderie here in Columbia. We do have a great uh, cooperative spirit here in our town. A lot of people come together and volunteer to help make things happen whenever there's a need to to pull together. And whether it's recovering from uh, storms or um, helping someone who um, has been faced with tragedy or trying to work to make our community better, we have a great community spirit here in this town. And it does show um from all sorts of activities and as well as the the um, camaraderie mm-hmm. that we have. So we actually talked about the events that are going to be taking place, but we mm-hmm. haven't talked about when it act, when everything is going to start. Yeah. Well, know? December 1st, which is this Friday night, we're starting with our Parade of Lights. St. Luke Home Health and Hospice uh, is our uh, parade sponsor this year. And so this Friday night, we are planning to roll with our big Christmas parade. It's called the Parade of Lights, and we have beautiful floats. People go all out to build giant floats that are beautifully decorated and we have our local bands in the program and then lots of other uh, organizations and groups that have varying um, uh, types of vehicles that come roll through the parade so it's a it's a great time Christmas parades in small town America, man, it's such a great tradition, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. How, do you cross your fingers all the time, too, about weather? Oh, because- yes. And we're watching it very closely. We actually will receive a, a National Weather Service um, uh, update through our local police department in the morning. So if there are thunderstorms likely or very, very likely, then, of course, we'll have to make some arrangements. And we we do have some contingency plans if we have to move it that we'll push it out next week. But right now, until we see that, you know, that we have to, we're not even talking about it. we, we got to talk to the <laughs> MHSAA, okay, because a couple years ago when Coach Builderback won the championship, the guys the next day were in the Christmas parade, which I thought was incredible. They were Chip sent yeah. me a picture. Actually, they were holding yeah. up the state trophy, you know, it in the Christmas parade. It was actually that evening because they played in Hattiesburg that yep. year. And so they came directly here and got in the Christmas parade and came through the Christmas parade. Hold it, they were holding following. the trophy. Everybody yeah. was going crazy. It was awesome. So, you know, they'll, they they play Saturday at noon. So there'll still be some celebration in Columbia on Saturday night should that happen. Absolutely, but there will be. I think, I think it will happen. I think <laughs> you think you're going to win. I right? do. I think... Because of this northern bias that I've talked about, and what's the northern bias got to do with what happens on the field, though? That's I, what I'm saying. Is, is sorry, we're, we we no, we're no, digressing. Please, and, and Louisville is undefeated. Okay, yeah, right? they're good. Yeah, well, no, they're good, but they but they ain't seen us. They ain't played. They ain't played. <laughs> us. I like it. <laughs> bandwagon. Hey, I, get, yeah. I get. I mean, I'm not on a bandwagon. I'm always for Chip, but yeah, still. Yeah. So, Lori, will you have the nativity enactment after the parade Friday? We won't. The nativity starts Friday, December the 8th. Ah, So, yes. And 8th and 9th is when it will kick off. And runs through Christmas Eve? All the activities, I guess. All the activities Saturday the 23rd. 
So Friday and Saturday the 23rd will be the end of the activities. Again, I just can't emphasize to our listening audience, if you haven't been here to see the live nativity enactment on Friday and Saturday night, it's just worth coming. It's uh, it's really quite amazing. And, and of course, Bob Getty gets a golf cart when he parks. <laughs> you know, they bring this, seriously, they bring a golf cart up to Mr. Getty, right? They tell me to park. They tell me to park. We well, need to walk. By West Marion High School. You need to walk. But he, but he gets... He needs the wall. He gets a golf cart. But, uh, but parking, what, what do you recommend to There's people? I'm not of, worried about parking. I know you're not. <laughs> There's lots of parking around our downtown area. Uh, there are... Our elementary school is nearby, just off of High School Avenue and 2nd Street. Um, we have a large parking area behind our city hall, which is accessible down Church Street. There are also some large churches within walking distance of the downtown area with large parking lots. And our police department does put out a, a parking map uh, that will help people do um Navigate that. Yeah. That will be out on social media as well. Here's what you can do. You can go park at West Marion. You can walk. You can salute sweetness on the way in there at Columbia go. High School. And then you can walk downtown. Yeah, but all You told, can walk. You can walk. And you can walk. But all told, you're talking like miles. Why can't he yeah. come pick you up in the golf cart? I might do that. <laughs> I want to thank you for the golf cart. It does make Absolutely. things a lot nicer, Lori. We, <laughs> we really enjoy that. Only very special people get that kind of treatment kelly i'm sorry <laughs> how many bridges have you burned in your life where you don't get a golf it cart it wouldn't have been so bad just the golf cart but his picture was on the side <laughs> and sirens and he's waving to people you know I, of course it was sponsored by the retirement community in hattiesburg yeah, but still yeah. you know says the guy that can't walk a half a mile to the well, town. i mean i mean i can i just don't want to all right Lori. You thank know. you dude. thank yeah. you we've got another hour to come danny ratman's going to be joining us one of the newest members of the Southern Miss Sports Hall of Fame. And one of the best, kicker, probably the best kicker ever. And Jacob Warren from Warren and Warren Asphalt. And what do they not do, Warren and Warren Asphalt? They, they don't do highways. They still And they not. never And they're never will. going to. We'll right. be right back. <laughs> Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back, everybody, to our edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Marion County Development Partnership Office in downtown Columbia, part of the Christmas celebration that they have every year in Columbia, and we're always delighted to be a part of that. Still to come on the show and have Danny Rapman, the newest, one of the newest members of the Southern Miss uh, Sport. Uh, Athletic Hall of Fame. He's a specialist, by the way. Specialist. Kickers are people, too. Josh Smith uh, manages the uh, Sportsplex complex that you were talking about. You said it's quite impressive here. It really, it, it really is. Um, and, and people, you know, sometimes will argue about, oh, athletics. It can, man, the money that this town is, is because of these travel tournaments that are mm-hmm. coming in here, it's unreal. Hey, some of the businesses that have helped us be down here today are Columbia Pawn and Rental, First Southern Bank, Michael's RV, Southern Jewelry, Town & Country Feed Store, Walt Massey, Automotive Group, and Warren and & Warren Asphalt. And so here to talk to us for a few minutes about Warren & Warren is Jacob Warren, the son of Larry Warren and the man that runs the operation. And Jacob, uh, 
We have your dad on a lot. We've never had you on before. We're glad to have you here. Appreciate it. Do you do highway work? You don't do it either, do you? We do not do highway work and never will. You never will. Never will. will. And was there ever a time that you did? Well, we were thinking about it, but we decided we better not start that. I just, I just didn't know if there was like one job, like one highway, thirty years ago, like one. I wanted, to, I want to go somewhere on the the highway and find the tenth of a mile of stretch. <laughs> the highway work was done. Yeah. Instead of mark, you know, one of those historical markers right. on this date, da, 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 that Larry Warren did highway work. You know? Right. That, well, that, that will never happen. I can, <laughs> I can tell you one thing though. Even if it was a tenth of highway, that one tenth of the highway would look a lot better than the rest of the highway. I think there's really no question about that. You guys really do all kinds of asphalt work, though, and 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 I know it's so unusual. You'll do a you'll do a man's driveway in his house, won't you? Oh yeah, sure. So no job too big, no job too small. Not no job too small. Just got to have the time to do it. But most people don't mind waiting. All right. Yeah. Asphalt work, clear coating. What is the difference? Seal coating. What's that? Seal coating. Seal coating. Yeah. Your dad told me today that he thinks y'all may be getting into more of that. Okay. Um, so that's uh, preserving asphalt. Um, that's a sealer that you apply after you, you know, usually um, pave, new pavement usually. Mm-hmm. And it does really well on driveways and churches. And um, and it protects the asphalt from oxidizing and degrading. And it keeps it looking black and pretty. It's like a it's like putting varnish on wood, is it not? It's designed to protect the wood? It is. It's designed to protect protect the asphalt, and it's a coating that has to be reapplied as it wears off. Does, does it protect the coating, though, from, like, tire traffic or sun, the sun, rain, weather, what, or all of it? The Yeah, oxidation from the sun, weather, gasoline, um, spills. And, and as far as wear and tear, it just adds another wearing surface for car traffic but yeah it basically just locks in the oils of the asphalt to keep it from falling apart just like you paint your house or you protect mm-hmm. the wood from Makes rotting. Sense. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's good to do when it's new um and it just helped help keeps it looking new and smooth over the okay. years give, give some idea of the kind of work they do you guys did the big parking lot at the target mm-hmm. in um in, in hattiesburg on right. highway 98 i know you've done banks I know you do small jobs. What is the scope of Warren & Warren Asphalt in that respect? The scope of work that we do? Mm-hmm. So we do, you know, a lot of uh, um, county work for the counties and and uh, city work for all the cities. do all, a lot of in-town in work and and a lot of private work when we have it to do. And um, and uh, when we have a Percy Quinn project, we have to do it at the state parks. Uh, we're going to start that next year. So. You just um, did the walking trail. Yeah, we did the uh, Longleaf Trail. We did, I want to say, 16, 17 miles or so of that. Mm-hmm. And still in progress of completing that. So we're proud How do you access done. the trail with your asphalt trucks? Everywhere there's an intersection on a road, and it may be two or three, four miles. You have to back that truck in from there. Really? Yeah, so you can back truck, a truck three or four one miles. One truck huh? at a time, too. So it's, it was pretty. Well, slow. yeah, you'd have to, wouldn't you? So that'd be pretty slow work. Very slow, yeah. But we got it done. Yeah, yeah. Years ago, when I got out of college, I worked on as on an asphalt crew. Warren uh, Warren Brothers Paving Company. They did highway work. We were just doing highway work. 
They only did highway work. They only did highway work, and they never will do anything but highway work. <laughs> I was going to say, and they still do. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm confused now. I need a flow chart. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I think that the technology remains so solid that it really hasn't changed in a lot of years. Am I, am I wrong about that? Technology about? Laying asphalt, uh, uh, asphalt work. Um, so, uh Yes, I mean you have better tools to so you know what you're doing on the paver. Whether you know for water control, where water's going, flow, automatic sensors that run things for you to make it easier to and do better quality work to make mm-hmm. sure you're not going to create a water hole somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's 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 better tools on the machine, just, mm-hmm. but as far as actual paving it's it's pretty much the same i was the rubber roller driver the most important rubber tire roller driver yeah, most important man on the crew you, you what did. You think? it was a very important job what what was what were you called rubber about? tire roller rubber tire roller man <laughs> rubber that sounds like one of those uh, tongue twisters doesn't it rubber <laughs> tire roller it's a machine rubber with, baby with, bump, with big rubber tires on. <laughs> it's because of me that the roads were smooth that's right well see when you're talking manual labor i'm i'm out women you know, that's manual labor there's just a lot the of man things. the man can't walk from West Marion. To, yeah. He was upset that he was going to have to walk two blocks I, to I, see the. I think manual labor is the president of Mexico. That, that tells you how much, how much I know. He's a Mexican, not a Mexican. <laughs> okay, whatever. Is that what you're saying? Whatever. <laughs> but but th- here's, oh, a, here's a business, though, too, Bob. This is a Southern Miss show. This is a business. Oh, really? That has helped. You know, it really is. <laughs> This is this is a, a business that has has been behind Southern Miss for a lot a lot of years and no, lots Warren, of times. Warren, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and don't ever you know want no big fanfare and stuff like that. But I'll they're always what, there. That's a great point. You guys hold made, on. What no, he sorry, made it. He I'm made sorry, it. I'm sorry. I, I, I did. I, I made a great point. I'm filled with the holiday spirit, Luke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. You guys paved the. I want to thank. The baseball parking lot? Yeah. You did. The softball parking lot? Yeah, we did. And you did all that pro bono to help the athletic department. We did for the softball, yes. It was it was pro bono for sure. Yeah, so you see, they have contributed in a lot more ways than, than people realize to Southern Miss Athletics. Pro bono, is that Ken to Sonny and Cher? That's the cousin of, of Sonny. Sonny's cousin, okay. first cousin, pro, okay. pro bono. Okay. Yeah, pro bono. You did not make a good point with that. Okay, well, yeah. I throw them out there. Some of them stick. You're never coming back now, are you, You didn't realize what a, what a mindless we show did, this we really did. is. Talking, talking high school football, exciting Columbia playing um, in the state championship. But you guys are, are helping being the main sponsors for our presentation of the 5A and the 6A game. So we should say thank you, uh, of course, Absolutely. to that. Two of our Jones County teams playing. I mean, it's crazy. So Heidelberg's. Halberg's in uh, the the game. Columbia, Oak Grove, West Jones, and Laurel. I now, mean, Heidelberg's in Jasper. Just is it in Jasper? They're in County? Jasper County, right? Yeah, just north. Yeah. Okay, but they're in the they're in the two A game. Yeah. So uh, you got Heidelberg and West Jones play on Friday. Laurel plays tomorrow, and then Columbia and Oak Grove play on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a local high school state championship fest. But anyway, thank you guys for for your yeah, your sponsorship and helping us present those games. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to say your dad is a very close friend of mine. I absolutely thank the world of him. One of the kindest people I've ever known in my life. But he's a character. Mm-hmm. So describe what it's like to work for Larry Warren and, and work with Larry Warren. It has to really be an unusual experience. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> well, he is dripping with sincerity over yes. here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Danny was laughing. I wasn't going to mention that. Really. Oh, he's fantastic. 
<laughs> yeah, the reason Bob likes he's, it. He's a hoot. Your dad continues to buy the line from Bob Getty. Oh, I, I left my wallet at the house there. You know, can you cover me? Who did, who did he learn that from, Kelly Center? Yeah, who did exactly he? right. What has Kelly ever had his wallet? <laughs> I have my wallet. I just only have a $100 bill in there. You don't want to break it. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I get it. I get it. You don't want to break it. Yeah. Uh, seriously, your dad's been in the business a long time. Yeah, he yeah. really knows it backwards and forwards. Yeah, I mean, he does. Yeah. He's a wonderful guy. He does, he does so much that people don't know about. And big supporter of Southern Miss Athletics. Mm-hmm. He really loves the Golden Eagles. Oh, he? yeah, he does. He's a big baseball guy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He really, really gets into really baseball. Loves, he loves watching baseball. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So tell us uh, what's in store. For Warren and Warren, you guys stay kind of booked out, but you're still taking you're still taking phone calls. I know. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, I'm mean, I thinking about it now. Years ago, you actually went. I believe it was you that went all the way to Florida, Mississippi, and looked at my mom's little bitty driveway. Yep. Which is a great example of of the diversity of, of work that you guys do. Yeah, we travel. We we work up three four hours from here. You know, in any direction. So. Yeah, that, that's a really good question to bring up. How far out will you go? Because your headquarters are here in Foxworth. How far out will you go to do a job? I would say Columbus is about our limit of, of direction to the coast. Um, now, Mississippi or Ohio? Columbus, Mississippi. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we have license to work in Mississippi and Louisiana. So I got you. Um, I got you. I got you. Well, look, we want to thank you for all you do. Yes, sir. Needless to say, there is no more famous ad on Super Talk Mississippi than Warren and Warren. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is there any chance in 2024, Jacob, that you will do highway work? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Warren, everybody. Thank Warren you. Warren Asphalt. We're going to have uh, an interview with the newest member of the Southern Miss Sports Hall of Fame next. Stay with us. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Jacob Warren. That was fun. And uh, no, they're not ever going to do highway work. We're at the MCAP, Marion County Development Partnership, two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Lori Watts uh, and uh, all the folks down here for having us here. We also want to say hello to our good friends at Columbia Pawn and Rental, First Southern Bank, Michael's RV, Southern Jewelry, Town and Country Feed Store, Walt Massey Automotive, Warren and Warren Asphalt, those retail merchants are great people to come do Christmas shopping with, of course. And if you need your driveway fix, Kelly Sander, call Larry Warren. I just have always said, you know, if, if you're in the need for any goods and services and you're a Southern Miss fan, f- find out, you know, from the Who Eagle Who supports Club. Southern Miss. Correct. 100%. Correct. And then do business with them. 100%. You know? Danny Rapp is one of the newest members of the Southern Miss Sports Hall of Fame. I was there to see him get sworn in that night, which was, which was a great occasion, and of course, a great place kicker uh, for the Golden Eagles. 
Danny, what did it mean to get that call and uh, be sworn into the Hall of Fame? Uh, it was an honor. I was really surprised um, to be picked as soon as I was. Uh, there's so many other good players uh, and even other kickers that came before me that were probably more deserving. But I guess sometimes you get lucky. Put this in perspective. I was watching the uh, football game this weekend with Philadelphia and Buffalo. They come down the field, it's pouring rain, it's been raining, it's cold all night. Philadelphia's three points behind, they're out of time. They line up with three seconds left, and the guy comes in and kicks a 59-yard field goal just like it was nothing. Put in perspective how difficult that must have been. Yeah, I mean, that's about as difficult as it can be. I mean, um, you know, the only I guess the only savior there is when you're kicking a long one like that, nobody expects you to make it. So you kind of you get a little bit of relief on the pressure on that one, and you just go out and try and bang it like he did. Um, those kickers in the NFL have come a long way with the long field goals. The, some of the attempts that they've had in the last, I don't know, five to ten years have just been outrageous. There's guys kicking 60 yarders almost every week. There's somebody mm-hmm. out there kicking a 60. Interesting to see what you said. So there's more pressure on you. If there's a game-winning 30-yard field goal, absolutely, absolutely. really, yeah. Really. I mean, if you miss a 60-yarder, I mean, it would have been great to make, but I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of pressure there. But a 30-yarder, you got no excuse to miss that one. Yeah, so. part of it is what they did to get you in the position to make the 30-yarder. That right. that's what that's the worst thing as a kicker is when you know that your team has got you has worked everything up to that point and then. You you know you mm. blow it. Yeah, then you don't make. Danny, it. you brought up something interesting though. So when I was coming out of high school, right around 2000, Coles and some of those other camps hadn't take hadn't taken off as much. By the time you came through, the national prospect, you know, leading up to where we were coming to high school, just in about a little under a decade, had had taken off. And now, man, it is insane how um, what these guys do. You know. Um, what they can do at the professional level, I'm thinking, you know, punters and with Logan Cook from Columbia and some of those other guys, you know, we look back at it. You and I were fortunate to have the opportunities that we were because, man, there is a lot of very good specialists these days. That's right. And, and the exposure, the ability to get exposure with social media and the way how easy it is to record with your phones and cameras. When we were coming up, you needed a, a camcorder that could pick up good, clear video that you could somehow get put on a, a DVD or you knew somebody that could burn a DVD for you and get it out there. But now you can just you can video it and post it in 20 seconds and, and put it out there for anybody to see. But, but talk, and you're talking about technology there, which leads me to this question, Danny. Is there a limit? And this goes back to what you just said. Is, do you think there are a limit where, I mean, is there ever going to be a limit as to how far these guys can kick a football? And why are they kicking it further now than they were 20 years ago? Well, I think, I'm sure there there will be a limit, or, or maybe not. Records are always broken, right? I mean, any record out there has been broken by somebody in any sport, in any, any dynamic. So I'm, I'm sure it may, may not, it may keep going, I don't know. But, you know, the specialization of athletes in my, in my generation, coming up and getting one-on-one training in any sport um, has changed um, the way that athletes come up from the young age. And kicking is very specialized. If, if you don't learn kicking from somebody that knows what they're talking about, um, then it changes everything. So throughout my generation of time, there's a lot more one-on-one kicking coaches. And right now you, you can't go – you can go in any city and find five mm-hmm. or ten of them. And so it, it enables kids at a young age to learn how to kick before they even ever get onto a football team that has kickers. And I was amazed. I'd been out, you know, a decade. And people were still 
Hey, uh, you help me? I was like, yeah, you know, Ray Perkins brought me in at Jones. He's like, hey, work with my punters. Okay. You know, like um, 2009, Lynn Cook calls me from Columbia. He's like, hey, I got this kid. I think he, I think he's got a chance to punt. Will you work with him? Yeah. Well, he's in his sixth year with the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know. So um, at, at the same time, there are guys like you and me that we look back on it, and, dude, we hit it right at the right time because oh, yeah. it, it's not just about – it's not just about being in the right place at the right time. You and I, though, I don't know how many kickers were on the team when you were there, but I mean, we still had, you know, we had we had three or four, oh, yeah, um, and had. you had to emerge from that. And then by the time you came around, I mean, it was a whole lot more. And you look around now. I'm not speaking of Southern Miss, but some teams, you know, there's 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 15 specialists on yeah. the team. I mean, I really wasn't in the right place at the right time. I got on the team, and there was 12 specialists. There was uh, four or five kickers, and there was a freshman that was an all freshman, all American. Uh, on scholarship, so really, I didn't have any room to have a, any business being on the field. So, like you said, you just had to put yourself out there and emerge from the group and, and show yourself. That, you know, put yourself out. You there. got to punt some too. Very few times, I never got to kick a field goal. I just held from a Caleb. Um, you got you got to punt, um, so you got to do it all. But talk about. I just saw today or yesterday they announced. You know, the the guy finalist. Um, you being a Groza finalist and you know taking part in all that. That was a wild journey, man. That was awesome. It's neat. Uh, a lot of the stuff that they do up there uh, for the weekend of the celebration when they have the three guys. There's a there's a lot of neat events that you're involved with and meeting a lot of cool people. The ESPN guys, the game day guys, and all the people that you see on TV are all all over the place. Um, so yeah, it was a night nice, nice weekend, and then of course being part of the. Uh, the Walter Camp All-American Group, they have a very unique event up there um, in Connecticut, and, and it's very prestigious. And, and you look at some of the people that are in there, it's really neat to kind of see the history behind the awards and different people that are involved with it. All right, Luke, I'm going to give you a quiz here. What, Lou Groza, what team did he play for and what was his nickname? I don't know his nickname, but he was uh, he was straight on, wasn't he? Yeah, but mm-hmm. what, what team did he play for? I, I, I think my – my grandfather would have cheered for him. I'm I'm under the age of uh, 41. Cleveland Kelly. Browns. Correct. There we go. And what was his nickname, Bob? The Toe. That I don't know. The Toe. That's right. <laughs> was it? Really? Lou the Toe Groza. That's, yeah. He was great. He was great. Yeah. yeah so well, when we apparently up, they named an award after him. Yeah. <laughs> when, when we went up there that weekend, um, I got to hang out with his son. His son, wow. his, his son was very involved with the award still and, and you know got to tell some stories about his dad and stuff, so it was really neat. Technically, obviously, there's a right way to kick the football, but what makes guys like Justin Tucker, who's nearly automatic with the Ravens. I mean, he's doing the same thing that a lot of other kickers are doing. In the he's NFL. not. He's not doing the same thing. Danny will comment on that. <laughs> because you would think that, like you said, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. But why does he seemingly never miss, and other kickers do? Well, why was Tiger Woods as good as he was? I mean, it's the same thing. You got guys out there that are just on a whole different level um, when it comes to technique, when it comes to their ability to to. Uh, fine-tune their craft and, and understand what inch, what everything they do matters and how it affects the kick and the power and the, the position of the ball and all that. There's just sometimes there's people out there that are just far beyond everybody About else. to nerd out on you, okay? The next okay. time you watch the Ravens, watch two things with Tucker. If if they have a replay, watch his body lean it's, it, and watch his approach to the ball. And then the thing with Tucker, watch his follow-through. You will always see. It's just. It's the exact. It's just, it's beautiful, and uh, that's where I nerd out as a former kicker. <laughs> just watching as they approach the ball, and then watching what they do as they come through. Yeah, as as they beat the Bengals on the last play I, every game. So I was in. Tucker. I was in camp with Prater with Matt Prater, yeah. and talking about a different. He's still kicking. Yeah, he just got cut. You know, we're the uh, same age. It's hard for me to believe that he's still around, but. 
just some guys when they hit the ball, it's just completely different. That's he right. was one of those guys. That's All right. right, so Danny, the the kicking award is named after Lou Groza, right? Straight on kicker. Mark Mosley was probably the last All Pro straight on place kicker that played for the Redskins right. back in the eighties and nineties. Why are there no more straight on kickers? If you if you learn how to kick and you and you tried to do a straight on and then you kicked it uh, soccer style, you would understand. It's it doesn't make sense to kick it straight on. Your body you can get a lot more body strength and and everything into it um, when you're kicking it soccer style, and it hurts to kick it with your toe. Really? Yeah, it sure does. Really? It, yeah, it really? hurts really bad, and it's it's difference between a whip. And a small putt. Mm-hmm. That would be the, the the biggest difference. Didn't the guy from New Orleans that broke the record? Yeah, Dempsey, half a Dempsey. foot. He Dempsey. was a well, He was different it. because he had a wedge. I mean, he had he a had little a handle. Foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so if he had a full foot, he'd have kicked it 126 yards. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that would definitely be a record. That we we got a couple a couple seconds left to that point. Uh, Kirk Jones, man, who played with me, he uh, he coached Logan. And when Logan was uh, in fourth grade, he said, I want to kick. And he was trying to get Kurt to teach him how to straight on. And he said, dude, you will never be any good if you keep doing it like that. And you guys say up. that hurts, that's painful to kick straight on like it, that? Your toenails and everything, yeah, man. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Really? And the, the first soccer stylist in the NFL was one of the Gogolaks, wasn't it? Pete Gogolak? Pete, yeah. Yeah, well. What else would you hey, guys like to know? Congratulations. Way to yeah. rep the uh, specialist. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to you, man. Thank you. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, and we look forward to seeing you at baseball, I'm sure. That's right. We'll be we, around. Yeah, we ran out of time, too, Dana. I know you wanted to tell everybody how you felt about the football season this year, but it'll have to wait. Yeah, we'll get to it next time. Uh, okay. Danny Rapman, who also works for Warren and Warren, you're never going to do highway work either, correct? No, sir. Okay. He we'll does be... until he gets called to the trailer. He works <laughs> to the trailer. <laughs> we'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. We want to thank Danny Rapman. Always good to have a Hall of Famer on the show and a Danny well-deserved award. Josh Smith is the manager of the Sportsplex here in Columbia that Kelly was talking about earlier. And uh, Josh, apparently Kelly's brought his Little League ball club over here to play some. And, uh, man, he's nothing but praise about uh, this really tremendous facility you guys have here in Columbia. Well, we appreciate it. We opened end of March last year, April, and we just finished up our last baseball tournament last weekend, so we've been steady going, lots of teams in. When you guys decided to build this, all right, there's a lot of different plans you could have put together. What were you looking for in a grand design of your particular park? So I kind of come in on the, the back end of all the designs. So I went in on the design phase of everything, but it was basically something. Oh, Columbia's a small town in Essence, not as big as the coast or Brandon, Jackson area. So you didn't want to outgrow yourself already but it was something where local teams most teams we get are two three hours away coming in great for the rec program over here so we've got six fields we've got three that are 
around 220 in size and then three that are – well, two of them are junior high baseball to high school baseball, and then one is a high school regulation field. And so we can play all ages on those. And you've got different uh, you know, statues there and play areas for, for the little siblings that maybe are not playing baseball at right. the time. Yes, yeah, one of those – Wanted to, to add some of that stuff in. We've got a, we call it the dirt pile. It's a turf hill, kind of similar. They have it, uh, camper at the zoo in there in, mm-hmm. in Hattiesburg. So that's a great thing. Or you'll see kids of all ages up and down it all day till their coaches have to holler at them to get off sometimes because they've <laughs> yeah. got a game. And then, um, the JA Junior Wright Ziller here in Columbia, they furnished a, it's a baseball bat, glove, ball that are climbing, climbing things for kids to play on. And, Probably the coolest thing to me is what we call the Field of Dreams. It's a smaller, like I'm sure y'all recall growing up, like a cup ball field. And so you'll see kids out there with tennis balls playing or whatever. Cup ball. I haven't heard that in a long time. So, yeah, we don't have the the cups like we used to back in our day. But take one, you ball it up, you put it in the other, and you fold it over. And and in Laurel, there was a pipe on the roof. And if you hit it above the the pipe, it was a home run. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, great times, man. But yeah, it's so important. That's the type of stuff that parents know. Right. That people, you know, just the common dude on the street may be like, I never thought about that. And then you yeah. look at it, and that's where all the kids flock to. Right. So, so oh, yeah. to have facilities for that is super important. And it's great. You know, it's they're all within seeing distance of the field. So if parents want to, you know, if they're old enough to go over there by themselves, you know, the parents can keep an eye on them and watch brother or sister play ball at the same time. So. And these are turfed. Fields, which is all the rage now. You have really nice facilities around the state that have your natural grass fields, but the problem with the grass, and we've talked about this with Pete Taylor Park when Pete Taylor went to turf, is with grass, you know, you just be, if rain comes in, you're just not sure that you're going to be able to play. But when these travel teams come in, they want to know if they're going to come to Columbia that they're going to get their money's worth. Right. If you come in, we're going to be able to play at some point. You know, if it's a light rain, you can play through. If it gets heavy, obviously we'll stop and wait. But once the rain moves out, give it a few minutes and you're good to well, play. Well, not to mention the maintenance work you don't have to do. Right. Yeah. No, no dragging the field, all that good stuff. And so we've got the turf beads in it. They have to be drugged. I think it's every 100 hours of play, which is roughly about once a month. We go out mm-hmm. there and it's a drag type thing. But yeah, no. no it's not, kind of a sweeper broom. Yeah, isn't but, it? kind yeah. of like a sweeper. So yeah, no, yeah. but no daily maintenance on them as far as dragging dirt and mm-hmm. all that good stuff and worrying about holes. And I, uh, I'm glad you mentioned rec ball because not every kid plays on a travel team. Correct. Right? But these facilities are really important for those kids that play rec ball. Am I right? There are more of them than there are travel teams. Correct. Yeah, we had this past spring, we had just over 800 kids playing baseball and softball. That's from ages 4 up through age 12. And then this fall, we had just over 400 play. And then we had a uh, the rotary soccer out there, which was right at another 400 kids. See, I so. think that's so important that every kid in the community has access to a facility where they can go play their level of ball. Right. And, you know, it's something... You know, I grew up playing over here in Columbia at Dean Grinder Ballpark, and, you know, this is 100 times better than it was growing up for mm-hmm. sure. So yeah. that's something that even, even the kids that don't get to go on and play high school or college-level mm-hmm. ball, they can say they grew up on Correct. playing. Correct. They, they need a place to play. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and that is your, – your point is well taken, Bob. But the bottom line to a lot of these places, let's just – and you know I'm the money guy, all right? It's, look, this is big money. Big money bringing these tur- uh, you know, restaurateurs, uh, gas stations. 
I mean, you name it. There's a lot of people making a lot of money because of this. So it's a, it's well worth it as an investment. Right. Yeah. So I was talking to Miss Lori before I walked over here, and you know we were going over some of the numbers that they're able to pull up from. You know, you can see how many people went to McDonald's beforehand, or went to Walmart after, or went to Magnolia Grill, and you know it adds up. You know, thousands of dollars that they're making in sales and all that, which provides back to the community and the town. I went so. there today. I can see why they go there. <laughs> that, that's good. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You said something fascinating to me uh, before we went on the air. Kelly and I, being from the generation we are, we think of Columbia, we think of the greatest football player that ever lived, Walter Payton. Right. You said more people coming into Columbia, younger people, probably know about Logan Cook than they do Walter Payton. Pro- probably some of the younger kids, and I guess it's just recency bias. You know, they see Logan every weekend on TV, yeah. whereas Walter Payton and us. Probably you're watching the Bears and one of their announcers bring up something that he done. Or it, is, it is sweetness versus Logan, but in reality it's Tech Mobile versus Madden. I mean, they, you know, that's, they, they, they do. I mean, but it is cool that a kid turns on TV on Sunday and there's a kid from Darburn. You know right. that that yeah he's not sure. he's not from he's not from Kokomo he's not from Columbia he's from Darburn. We need to get that. But he went to CA. But anyway, the point is, and regardless of of a community, what happens is. Because Logan played baseball and golf at CA, there will be kids on your field that he's their hero. And right. he's the guy like, I'm the next Logan Cook. And having having Walter Payton, having two NFL players, plus other guys. I mean, we got Jonathan Abram. we got other guys you from got, this you community. you got Colby White that he's come out to the ballpark a few times. Slade Wilkes is playing at Southern Absolutely. He's been there a few times. But so, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the, in the minds of the kids at your field, that's the ones that they're looking up to that they're trying to become, which is really cool for a community. Yeah. Right. It's, it's awesome, you know, when those guys – are in town and they stop by, you know, all the kids are, that's that's Logan or that's Colby or that's Jonathan or, you know, Jaheim that's playing over at Alabama now. You know, they, you can see him coming. Yeah. Right, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's hard to miss. So. All right, you said Slade Wilkes. He played baseball here, obviously plays for the Golden Eagles. Tell me if this is true or not. Had a guy from Columbia tell me that when he was in high school his last two years, he was such a fierce batter that about 90% of the time the opposing team either hit him with a pitch or walked him. I know if I was the opposing coach, I'd have probably walked him a good bit. <laughs> Put one in his ear hole. I don't yeah. know about that because I wouldn't want him yeah. coming out after me. But yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a great kid though. Right? No he's doubt. a pretty legendary athlete from here. He is. Yes, he's went on done doing great things at USM, and hopefully he gets to chance after this next season to continue his career and and the mayor was on earlier talking about the best thing about the sportsplex is that it primarily was paid for by visitors dollars because of the tourism tax in columbia so when people come in from out of town to stay at the hotels or eat at the restaurants or so on it's the out-of-towners that paid you know raised the money for the city of columbia to do this so columbia Mm -hmm. residents primarily are getting the benefit of it but somebody else is paying for it in a way, yes. Yeah, we've got the tourism tax. So, yeah, when you talked about y'all went and ate at the grill today. So, yeah. you know. Part of my money. Part, went part of your money court. went back toward us and, and the tourism here in town. So the so. chicken was really good. It, so it is good over there. I'm really not uh, really not complaining about that. Uh, I mentioned something to Kelly about going, and I think he and thought I was going to imply that he would pay for something. And he, he vanished back in the back, and they came out and ate all the uh, He just said he was the money spice. man, too. Yeah, he literally he's just the mo- said Yeah, that. I noticed that. Well, that that's how he keeps the money. That's exactly. I don't, you don't spend any. You know. How soon will you guys get cranking with tournaments this next year? We've got our first one lined up the first weekend of February, the February 2nd and 3rd. We've got a 
USSA baseball tournament scheduled to be here that weekend. So, and we're full go from there until August. Pretty and, much. and is it about every weekend? Pretty much every weekend. I think on the books, I think I've got two open dates that we don't have anything scheduled. So and those are probably going to be Easter and Mother's Day. Probably. I, no, I, I believe we got a Mother's Day tournament for sure, and I, I'd have to double check Easter, but I know we've got one that Mother's Day weekend, well, probably at, on that Saturday. As so. an added bonus, if you have a Mother's Day tournament, hand to the guy or to, to the guys on their way in a list of divorce lawyers because <laughs> Listen you, to you have a tournament on Mother's Day and you are in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> right? Is the, is the sports complex strictly baseball? We do baseball and softball there. I say, do you have a lot of softball tournaments? We do it. We I, we try to keep it about equal. Okay, and good. So yeah, it's good. You know, we'll have two back to back sometime. But yeah, what's bigger now, U Triple S A or A S A softball? Probably U Triple S A in our area. A S A is actually now U S A softball. Mm-hmm. They changed name a couple years ago, but yeah. Ones we mainly host are U Triple S A baseball and softball, and then Grand Slam baseball. Back when I was involved, there were some there were some minute differences in the rules. Right, uh, is that still the case? It is. It's one of those, you know, somebody gets their feelings hurt and goes and starts something new. So you've got all <laughs> yeah. sorts of different associations and organizations. But you're not going to start something called the Hour of Eagle, are you, no. Kelly? You're not going to. <laughs> no, but the MHSAA, you know, has struggled finding officials this year. Are you finding difficulty finding umpires? We, we did not. We we had a, a good group that came from the two local leagues that we'd combined, and so, yeah, we didn't have a problem with umpires for the majority. There were a few nights we might have missing one, only have one a field, but not a major problem. So That's good to hear. Thank you for all the good work. Thank you all. Merry Christmas. Same to you all. Thanks for coming and visiting with us. Thank you all. All right, we'll bring Lori back, wrap up this two-hour edition of our Christmas program next from Columbia. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour continues on a Friday, special two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour, originating from Columbia, Mississippi. Uh, it seems like we may have lost the guys. I'm not sure. Our, our guys we're are back, we're Will. You're back? Awesome. We are back. Yeah, we're, we're back. Yeah. Final uh, segment in Columbia, Mississippi, as uh, as we're celebrating Christmas. couple news and notes. Spencer Bridges hired as the Deputy Athletics Director and Chief Revenue Officer for the Southern Miss Athletic Department, coming from Appalachian State University, where he had served since uh, July of 2016. At Southern Miss, he will oversee rev- revenue generation, uh, multiple external areas of oversight like creative services, communications, Learfield, licensing, marketing, ticket operations, ticket sales, and the Eagle Club. So Spencer Bridges, the new Deputy Athletics Director and Chief Revenue Officer for Southern Miss Athletics. One more news and notes. Uh, Pack Reed Green Coliseum um, this Saturday. Lady Eagles taking on Ole Miss at 2 p.m. as of 30 minutes ago. Uh, put a post up, of course, uh, with a link. You can go buy your tickets. So a pack Reed Green out as they take on Ole Miss this weekend. And the weather forecast, not looking too good this weekend. Uh, supposed to get a lot of rain. This for the Christmas parade Friday night, correct? That's correct. What does the weather look like? 
Well, it depends on the service that you look at. Right mm-hmm. now, the the whether it's the the Nash the um, National Weather Service had uh, thunderstorms ending early uh, afternoon Friday, and there was a window that looked like we would be able to have the parade. With that's mm-hmm. what we're counting on. Some of the apps on my phone don't look that. Promising. Mm-hmm. They're just apps. They yeah, don't they're just, that's what I'm going with. What would, so, what would be Plan B? Uh, it looks like we would push it out to next Thursday night. We would not try to go to another weekend night okay. with the parade because we don't want to. Uh, that would stop us maybe. from starting right. the. Maybe, right. maybe if rain happens, Chip Builder back and the. Soon to be state champions, champions. Columbia. They could be in the. They could. Then. They could. That's exactly right. So yeah. we'll. Um, but we're not hoping for rain. I'm right. sorry. No, absolutely. We'll give them their, absolutely. We'll give them their own parade. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Re- recap everything for us, Lori, in the couple sure. minutes we have left. Absolutely. Thank you, Bob. The Christmas parade Friday night, 7 p.m. Uh, downtown Columbia. The. Um, Live Nativity starts December 8th at 7 p.m., and it will be every Friday and Saturday, the 8th, 9th, 15th, 16th, 22nd, and 23rd. The Live Nativity will take place. We have amusement rides that will be going on starting this weekend. They're setting up now, so those will be happening on Friday and Saturday nights from 5 to 10 or so. Uh, Downtown shopping events. Um, there may be some other activities that some of the merchants will be sponsoring in their stores, and we'll try to get that posted on our Facebook page. And then the um, Clydesdales coming in on the 15th and 16th to That's give those cool. buggy rides. It's very cool when the yeah. the lights on the buildings are there. It's you know people enjoy that. The yeah. Grinch train will start running immediately this weekend. So. That's what you'd be on, by the way. Kelly. <laughs> So all of those events will kick off this coming weekend. And, and the courthouse, is, is it going to be lit up and as beautiful as it always is? It It is. They are working on that now, so it's not lit yet. So I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> You're not going to predict anything. Huh? But they are working on it, and we do anticipate that, yes, it will be lit. Well, I'll, I'll be lit. <laughs> after, after some apple so, cider or fireball, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be plenty so, lit. Uh, Despite some changes, there's still lots of Christmas festivities going to take place. Absolutely, yes, uh, that's right. And and you know we um, we um, are excited about the different activities that we will have. Our merchants downtown are very welcoming for folks to come over and spend their Friday and Saturday evenings um, among our stores and going from place to place. We will have Santa in a couple of spots. That announcement will be coming out as well uh, where people can snap a photo with the kids and Santa. And so and the social media pages where people can find uh, parking maps, they can find a list of events, times, map out everything. Absolutely. Visit ColumbiaMS.com is the website. And the Facebook page is at Visit Columbia MS. So there you go. And come see those beautiful angels on the top of the building. I just can't yeah. overemphasize how awesome that really is. And those right. are all volunteers, right? They that are, are part yeah. of the It's a cast. It's about 80 people overall that, um, and probably more than that, that volunteer because not every role is played by the same person every night because of they have a large group of volunteers that they pull folks. from. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And in order to be an angel, they have to vet you. 
I didn't qualify. No, well, angel. we didn't. We didn't think you would. Plus, they wouldn't want you up on the roof of a building. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that, <laughs> didn't think about that. That's probably the real reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody does a better job in celebrating Christmas than you folks in Columbia, Lori. Well, I just thank don't you, think. Bob. I don't think there's a close second, to be honest with you. Well, thanks. We um, we certainly enjoy it, and we appreciate all the the uh, publicity that you help us get out no, across the state. We, we appreciate you having us here every year. It's part of our Super Talk Christmas. It wouldn't be Christmas without coming down <laughs> We'd here. We'd like to, that, so you'll be back next kick, year. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and Luke is going to pick up the tab for all the cupcakes that Kelly So had. I ate, oh, there's, yeah. there's three left. Luke ate I one. I ate one of the um, that would leave nine one. that are missing. So he ate eight. Well, we'll join you again tomorrow. <laughs> we, we will join you again tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Uh, from the Marion County Development Partnership in Columbia, thanks for listening. Southern Miss. To the to top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.